Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Stolen Dress Arena, one night only, the fight of the century, Jason Hamstring Klum and Dan the Sandwich Gomiller will go head to head. Who will come out on top? Nobody knows. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only use the edge. Now, is there subletting of the remainder of the seat in my pot? There is. is. Um, You can sublet it. It actually goes for a four-bedroom apartment in New York City. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's 3K a month. Yeah. Ooh, my goodness gracious. That's uh, a deal, actually. Yeah. No, it is, which is upsetting. Sometimes I will just to torture like myself. I'll just sit and watch like one of those on on YouTube. I'll be like, okay, let's see how much how much can you get for blah blah blah. And it's like, oh fuck. Like I I know I'm not going to be in that situation. I will mm-hmm. never live in New York City. You can almost quote me on that. Like, but <laughs> my God, it's unconscionable. Some of the apartments are absolutely ridiculous, too. Uh, There's a couple of folks I follow on TikTok who are inspectors. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they'll do things like inspecting, you know, buildings that were just remodeled for being apartments and stuff. And some of them are kind of crazy how they're laid out. Uh (laughs) And it's because they took what was a single large apartment and turned Uh it into smaller apartments. There was one where you had to go through the master bedroom to get to the only bathroom in the apartment because the master bedroom used to be a dining room you see because and he was able to figure that out Mm -hmm. because back in the olden times Mm -hmm. like the early 1900s when you're fancy sure there was a little button in the floor that the owner of the place would press with their foot to let the help know it's time to bring out food and he saw where it used to be. Okay. He, there's a little spot in the floor that would That's have really been funny. the button for the bell. Wow. And then, and so the the the, the bathroom was kind of converted from all that stuff, mm-hmm. like kitchen, and then the the dining room was is now the master bedroom. That is, uh, wow. I don't even know what to make of any of that. That's. Yeah. So I'm trying a different truly today. I haven't had yet. Oh yes, please. It's uh, it's not anything too fancy, other than mm-hmm. I got a pack of margarita flavored trulies. Oh god. Okay. Um. The the like the uh, uh what was it the uh, strawberry hibiscus was really good. Okay. Um. This is just classic lime. Okay. So I imagine it's just gonna taste like lime Lacroix. I sure. presume. Sure. I assume it. Because it's they are light on the flavor. Is that? So they're like kind of oh these are a little of. bit more flavorful okay. it's actually got a lot of flavor okay it actually it it tastes like a fucking margarita okay it's like a straight up it just it's tastes like weird. when you just get margarita without like a flavor sure 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 that's absolutely what this this tastes exactly like that they nailed it that's very weird in a in a i'm assuming a malt drink is it is it a malted beverage situation probably or I don't, this, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it just, a, it's just a hard seltzer still. So okay. it's like 5% yeah. alcohol. Okay. That makes sense. I do not have a beer sponsor this week. It is Dr. Pepper zero sugar because I'm out of, it's too hot to drink alcohol right now. It's <laughs> vile. There's, it's not happening. It's actually been pretty happening. nice here. Mm-hmm. Just mid eighties most of the week. Okay. We have not recorded again in, in quite some gap of time. We have an episode that hasn't come out yet. But we have not because uh, there's COVID in this house, which is great. Super fun. 
delightful. There's COVID, COVID in the air. Everywhere you breathe around. COVID in the air. Make that coughing sound. It's <laughs> powerful. That's good. You know, honestly, I appreciate good cough acting, Dan. That's a very mm. good cough. That was good. I can't. It's one of those things I can't. Like when I see people in a movie or a show, like do really good coughing <laughs> or, or a good laugh. A good laugh is always. That's some solid acting. Mm, but that, coughing. That laughing is, I think, harder than coughing. Yeah. Coughing. Uh, 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 coughing like, I do um, is get yourself to the point where it tickles your lungs and then oh, it's sure. not a fake cough anymore. Then it's that's just fair. a cough. That's fair. <laughs> uh, a good fake sneeze, hard to do, I think. Mm. Uh, and convincingly, Steve Carell can do them very well. Um, Good fake sneeze. There's a few other just like bodily functions or like reaction things. You know the fake shit? That's hard because <laughs> yeah. it usually just ends up being a real one for me. Yeah. Like, it's very but then difficult. I'm a very method. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People don't like that about you. That's why you <laughs> no. don't have the movie career you tried to have. You know, that's why Dan moved to LA, of course. Dan was trying to be a movie actor and he got so many auditions. But the big problem was he. They're um, like, well, they always say at the end, like, what else do you think you'd be able yeah. to uh, provide to our film? And I uh-huh. say, I'm a method actor. Watch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I never get a call back. <laughs> I always do one for them, one for me. And the one for me, weirdly, <laughs> always has a shit coming out. That's just yep. like, it's always how I like to do it. It's like, it's first it of is. all, I've got to really do liked, it. Well, I, like, I love that scene from Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. And so I try mm-hmm. to recreate that as best sure. I can. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a garbage can. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just got a pantomime that I'm sitting on anything. <laughs> Wow, that's. I mean, look, you are dedicated to the craft. I, think, I am absolutely dedicated. Understand. People don't get that. People don't no appreciate doubt. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize that something is has happened that is uh, bordering on unprecedented in this uh, episode, which is to say, um, I I didn't pick anything. <laughs> I didn't look <laughs> at anything. Um, so either we need to pick something, uh, and one of us vamps, or we think of something that we haven't thought of before, or. Or we forego it. I don't know. Uh, or is there something in the room? Is there something in the room? Where it happened. In the room where it happened. Uh, you can tell about how, them, how we actually happened. wrote Hamilton, but it was stolen from yeah. us. It wasn't about Hamilton at the time, but it got stolen by Lin-Manuel Did, Miranda. Uh, well, well we're, we're talking about theater here mm-hmm. and shows. Uh-huh. Did you ever come see any of my shows when I was in college? We could talk about, what, we could talk about that. I technically yes. have it on tape somewhere. Yes. <laughs> one of them. It was the one with a bunch of scrims. What show did I oh, see? Oh, Wit. Was did No, I did. Wait. No, no, no. Uh, no, Wit was, was the, the cancer one. The one. I did layer, not see that. Two-layer thing yes. where I drew. City of Angels. City yeah. of Angels. Oh, right. Like the very famous play, City of Angels. I don't know what happened in it. I don't know the story. I just remember being very excited to see my friend on stage. I just remember being very scared to drive. This is a thing, and it's a story I've told. Yes, but even, I think I've told it on here. I think here. you've told it remember. on here, but it doesn't matter. It's just very the, funny. It's the scariest thing. Literally, the first thing that happens in the entire show mm-hmm. is they built the set. It was a very extravagant set. Yeah. This right. is for college, and it's not like they yeah. got, like, I don't know, super well-funded college. Okay-funded college, but... I think the theater is really well-funded there. There's a lot of folks who come there for the theater piece. Bill Pullman used to teach there, if I remember correctly. I think he's a, I think he's yeah, also that, um, a, an alum. There's, like, this, uh, a, 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 like, ship statue uh-huh. in the arts building, and uh-huh. he donated that. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember that. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was a big, what's our, on our main proscenium stage, very large stage. Mm-hmm. And they built this two-level set. Um, the lower level is reality, right? Okay. It's real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the above is the movie they're filming. That's right. The whole, okay. yeah, whole yeah, yeah. concept of it is it's Hollywood yeah, and they're filming a movie. Yeah. Dope. And okay. I think someone dies in the making of it. I Honestly, I don't, don't remember, remember it that well. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, I... So to recreate the filming part and opening, like Jay said, they had scrims down during yeah. it to kind of make it feel like it's on film. Mm-hmm. But in that opening scene, they had the scrims up and it was supposed to be actually filming it, right? Just to kind of give you that feel of, it's Hollywood. Oh. And so <laughs> I had to drive, with someone with me, by the way, mm-hmm. a, the, a scissor lift out and then parallel park it. And then lift it up to be a crane to film up top where the action is happening. Mm-hmm. And it is scary. Because A, I didn't know how to drive at the time. So parallel mm-hmm. parking was not a skill that I've been practicing <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, B, like in order to parallel park it, I had to drive out from underneath the, st- the second story stage. And if you've ever seen how tall a scissor lift is. Sure. It would barely, it, it's bars barely cleared it, which means when we came out from underneath, uh-huh. everyone had to be ducked, including me driving it. And then once we get out, I could stand up. And then, see, in order to do that parallel park and fit it, I actually had to get as close to the edge of the stage where the orchestra pit was in order to then back up and even it out. Uh-huh. And during rehearsals, it was okay. Anxiety. I wasn't always great at it, but it was okay. Sure. But dress rehearsals is when I realized, oh, shit, when the lights are off and you got all of them stage lights shining, you don't know where the orchestra is. And so every night for mm-hmm. the four or five nights we put it on, I think it was four, mm-hmm. um, I was afraid I was going to drive a, like a one-ton scissor lift into the orchestra. Yeah. Yeah. Manslaughter is what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I never did, but mm-hmm. it was not a fun experience, and oh. I don't recommend it for anyone. No. No, that's bad. That is bad And news. then I played, I played a doctor in the actual movie thing. And okay. I had, to, I had to say that. Uh-huh. Then I was mostly just extras everywhere else and okay. and chorus. Oh, you know where we talked about this? A totally different podcast. So that's fine. I don't oh, think we right. have talked about it. We talked about it on the professional blur because I'm like, I want You're an excuse right. to have Dan on there. But also, not yes. a lot of people do extra work on stage, which is like, it's, I mean, people do it, but it's not super common. So yeah, yeah that's where we talked about it. So. That's right. So this is all new to these assholes. <laughs> Hope you assholes enjoyed that. Dan's words. Mine too. My word. I'll be honest. My You're words. also assholes. Um, the, you know how everyone has that cute name for like their followers? Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you got Greg for um, Danny Gonzalez okay. and all that. Oh, sure. Our, our followers are assholes. Mm-hmm. They squiggle bottoms. No. Assholes. Uh, no, assholes. We mean no you're offense. Not a, you're not our little monsters. You're just assholes. <laughs> I I want to be famous enough to well I want to be famous enough uh, that'd be good enough. you know I want to just be just enough but I'd like to be able to perform this podcast live and just call everybody assholes and have them yell it back to us you know or whatever they maybe we have them call and us and then they throw nice. spoons at us yes of course spoons that makes sense we or yeah nothing dangerous 
nothing or if it's going to be dangerous a fake version of it like what if our thing that we demanded people throw at us was broadswords so everybody brought like prop <laughs> but then enough prop broadswords are going to hurt like you I get hit so. by I like think... 80 or 100 or more of them that's going to hurt that's after. just going to be just from the sheer volume of yeah. it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. Oh my god, it would be really fun would be if so if of uh, Dyson Dens takes off and becomes super famous. What I I love when sure I like those round table ones. I like that Corridor Crew does like a full produced movie out of their mm-hmm. D&D show. I love that that's pretty cool. That's neat. I want to do a live version but where like a big part of it is like like half like half the room is at war with the other half like everybody <laughs> in the audience is involved and like like the you know the, there's an NPC guy and they they've got to lead one army and that's half the room and then we have to lead mm-hmm. another army and that's the other half of the room and then basically we just demand that our audience larp um destruction and i think that would be fun there you go i love yeah. this idea just hundreds of people wailing on each other with foam swords and stuff that'd be great this is good. Yes. So Bill Pullman did go to SUNY Oneonta. I'm, I just had to double check it on their website because it's like yeah. one of those things you always heard, but it's like, is that really true? It doesn't say he taught there. I'd always heard that. No, but he went there. He, went he there. just went there. Graduate 1975. I should try it. Now, yep. that would be the ultimate coup to get him on this podcast because he'd be like, what am I doing here? What What, what is this? Like... Wait, you're both you're both alums. Well, technically, I went there for two years. That doesn't count. Okay, well, Dan graduated. Oh, yeah, right. I did. That's something, I guess. I, I I went. I was IT. We didn't have IT when I went to school there. You know, it would be not much of a conversation. Um, but no, I, it sounds very antagonistic. Honestly, it does. It does. And I, I'll be honest. <laughs> I didn't reveal all the antagonizing I would do. Um, because I would have to, yeah, you know, keep a little something, little secret in the uh, sauce. Though. Well, I'll say right now, I will. Uh, it's reveal to him that he is the man who killed my father, and uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, it's not that's not true. But I will tell him that that's what happened. Right, of course. I will tell him I know what you did that summer. It was a manslaughter again, manslaughter situation. I know that mm-hmm. you drove a uh, scissor lift down the highway. Mm-hmm. You drove it uh, down I eighty eight, and you killed uh, my father on a low speed chase. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to the airport uh, we are not calling this one bill pullman's manslaughter but i'm tempted to <laughs> i'm tempted to that, i mean get his, his his agent's attention but if they saw that they'd be like i don't think he's gonna do your show i'm so sorry you can't call one of your episodes bill pullman's manslaughter and then expect to have him on his guest well good we discussed something that one of us has done as bill a thing pullman's man's laughter <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. Bill uh, Pullman, apostrophe S, Bill uh-huh, Pullman's uh-huh. man's, apostrophe S, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. laughter. Bill, Bill Pullman's man. Now, who is Bill Pullman's man? Can we determine who that is? Um, I to guess justify this title? Oh, okay. So if if he has a, a, a man agent. This whole agent. thing is about, is how, is about how his agent is going to listen to our show and okay. go, holy shit, these guys are. So these guys are so funny. Hilarious. So uh-huh. funny. Yep. Like mm-hmm. this is this will this will bring him back to the forefront being on this show. Yes. I gotta give him a call today and say, Bill, you got. But he's gonna have a hard time doing it. You see, mm-hmm. because he's gonna keep thinking about all the funny stuff how, he hears how us funny talk we about. Were the whole and time. he just keeps yeah. laughing when he's trying to tell Bill Pullman he needs to be on our podcast. <laughs> and thusly, it's all about Bill Pullman's man's laughter. Okay, okay. Now, do you, will this agent be in any way offended by being referred to as his man, as though he's his man Friday, his right hand person in the twenties? That's up to his uh, agent to figure out, not us. That's fair. 
you know what? We're we are not responsible for anybody else's insecurities. You know what? Right. You know I'm tired of acting like I am, Dan. I'm gonna I, 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 putting down a stand. No, I'm taking a stand. That's I'm putting down my foot and taking a stand. I'm putting <laughs> down a stand here. I'm taking uh, I'm taking down a I'm taking down a foot. <laughs> yep, and putting a stand. This is these are my words, and I'm sticking to them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, well, so here's the thing. We have two sponsors this week, so I figure we're, it's, we're early enough in the episode we can talk. I will talk about, you'll get an official message from them, uh, or well, I, I recorded it, but there's an official advertising message roughly in the middle of this episode. Okay. Uh, but the people at lathecuts.com, who uh, you you and I, Dan, may know better as uh, also the same people who run People in a Position to Know, the people who made our little 1.5-inch record. Yeah. Yes. Um, they are a sponsor this week and will be for a while. Um, they're helping me out with a secret project that has not come out yet, but uh, uh, I don't know if I've talked to you about it, Dan, but I'll tell you about it later. It's very stupid. Okay. And they have provided us with some stuff that is going to help this be a reality uh, because they are cool and they have a very good sense of humor. Uh, when I tell you, you'll be like, okay, I, I get it. Uh, but yeah, so lathecuts.com, they are great. If you guys go to their website, which is uh, lathecuts.com, which I think I keep saying as the name of the thing, uh, lathecuts.com. Uh, and oh, you know what? Let me do, do, do. It's in there anyway, but... Uh, Okay, so they can do short-run records. So in quantities as low as 20, they can turn them around in four to six weeks or less, which is impossible right now. It's uh, because, like, getting it pressed at a plant is what costs so much and takes up so much mm -hmm. time. But they individually cut each record with a lathe, um, which is high quality. It's just as high quality. It's like an original thing every time. It also is a lot easier to do than pressing new yeah. records because there are so many few presses so if you mention dan and jay's comedy hour when you check out there you'll get a 10 percent overrun for free which will make sense to you i think that means 10 percent. i don't know you know what i should probably have asked mike uh <laughs> what that means but if you know records you probably already know what that means exactly um those who and, need to know know exactly right uh and then so the next sponsor we have uh it's this is a review and it, it, but it's i'm considering it a sponsor uh if you go to tulamikes.com t-u-l-a-m-i-c-s.com i'd recommend dan you go there as i talk about it but i'm also recording into a tula mic tula makes very small looks like a, an old school man's face razor uh i got the red one uh this was provided to them oh, yeah, uh, a to us. classic look classic <laughs> yeah. look they provided it uh, to us for free for a review, and so far it sounds amazing, uh, but there are a few things you should know about it. So right now I have it attached to the, the this mic stand with a screw-on because it, it comes with a screw-on adapter, but it also, if you just want to set it on your desk, it has this little, little hingy deal that sits on it, and mm -hmm. then you open it up and it just sits on your desk. It's a USB mic uh, with monitoring. With built-in gigs of internal memory, because it is also a recorder. So it is. You can use this as a pocket recorder. You can use this as a USB mic. It has built-in noise cancellation. When you record uh, directly onto it, you get the noise cancellation file and the raw file. Uh, so it saves both of them in case you're not happy oh, with good. one or you need to do some tweaking. Or, you know, you might need to do some playing around with it. Like maybe the noise cancellation cut out a sound you actually wanted to hear. You just put them both in the same thing, find that sound, and keep it. Um, 12 hours of recording time in high quality web format. It's insane. And it sounds it sounds really good. Um, actually, now, let's see. I, I want to know if you can. I think you'll be able to. Uh, I'm talking right now into my, my Shure SM7B, which is mm -hmm. not a USB mic, but it is through a USB interface. 
And now, my shore is a USB mic. It is. Uh, oh, now does this? How does does this sound different quality wise? Are you? How does it sound? By comparison, sounds pretty good. Yeah, it sounded good when I was testing it out. I was using it like on uh, Google Chat just to see if it would. I'm sure it sounds way better than my laptop mic. Um, yeah. Okay, good. So it sounds sounds good to Dan. It's, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's got a different dynamic range. Yes, but that's the only that's kind of the only reason why i could tell it's a different mic mm-hmm. is it's just got a little bit more on the high end than the low end okay that makes sense i couldn't spot it because i'm terrible at that stuff so well we if go. you're when you're hearing it on your own voice you're also hearing your voice and that that is true you hear it that's a very good point um but yeah and it's got live monitoring and the other thing is so it's running to my computer right now the best thing about it n- not the best thing but one of the best most forward-thinking things is that it's fucking it's a USB-C. <laughs> like yeah Nothing. Things are slowly becoming USB-C. Oh, you know what's so crazy? I got my new Galaxy 5 watch because my watch, old watch fell apart, and I need this to keep my brain straight and keep me on task. It really works. So I got this on credit. I'm Just to let everybody know I'm not a super rich boy. But it came with the little charger, and the other charger comes with a regular old USB. Plug it into any socket. This came with a USB-C as though a USB-C is standard to go into a... a it is becoming plug. such. That is very stupid, and I hate it. Because like all of the Verizon phones I've, all all of really? the uh, Samsung phones I've bought, that's how <sighs> they work. So fucking good. yeah. While well, this um, is a Samsung watch, yeah. So they're trying to make it. So they're trying just, to make it standard. I yeah. I I like and, USB C. And, and the problem is, is that um, all these thin laptops that are coming out, mm-hmm. in order to save space, they're making them use USB C instead of USB A. So they're trying to make them work with these, like especially MacBooks. They're yeah. trying to make them work with those. Uh, but the thing is, it also didn't come with a brick. This did not come with a charging. Nope, brick. that's also not standard anymore. <laughs> so I had to then buy an adapter to a, U- a regular USB so that I can plug it into just a regular thingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to buy a brick that uses a USB-C. I'm going to buy a three-dollar adapter that allows me to use my existing bricks. Because why? Why? We're not. We're not there yet. Samsung, get your shit straight. When I own Samsung, things are going to change around here. <laughs> yep. I'm going to come up with a new USB standard that will be triangular, and everybody's going to hate it. But it will work. Is it's, it going to be an equilateral triangle, or does it have to <laughs> plug in a very certain way? <laughs> no. No, it's going to be an isosceles. So it's going to be real fun. So uh, I, th- I have it. Nope, I don't. Or Although, you know, the worst worst plug design in, in the history of plugs, I will say is the original uh, the the large end of a Firewire because you can very easily plug it in the wrong way. And then what happens is you fry my friend TJ's camera and uh, have to replace the parts for yeah, $800. That's not good. Nope. That's bad yeah. design. I was like, let me go. I'll plug it in while not looking. I'm like, that feels right. It took very little for me to plug the Firewire into my computer. And all of a sudden, it not only fries the, the port on my old... Uh, Sound Blaster Audigy card. It also fried the card, the receiving card on the camera. At least it didn't fry the whole camera. Yeah. It just fried that part, but I couldn't capture my footage. And uh, I was already like $20,000 dead. I didn't need to add another $1,000 to it. Bad design. Bad design. Don't get me wrong. I should have looked closer, but still bad design. But still, like, that's, if you're going to design something, you got to take that into consideration. Mm hmm. Should not happen that way. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to listen to these two because I'm recording both of these simultaneously to see how they sound. But I like this. It's a good portable mic. Um, 
if I was going to go somewhere and like, I got to go to a hotel and I'm going to podcast, this is what I would bring. And it also, it's a good, now I have more, two, I have too many portable audio recorders. So I've got that one. I've got this little guy that I just threw on the floor. I've got my little Sony that we used on our, my trip to yeah. Boise. So there we go. Tula so the, the convenience of it would be a benefit because I've taken mics with me when I traveled so we can record. And it's, mm-hmm. I, when I travel, I take the, the Yeti and that's Yeti. just, it's bulky. Yeah. It's heavy and uh-huh. it's bulky. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. That's another thing. You're like, yeah, I, I don't have my only other option. I put it in my carry on, but that's like, it's so heavy to walk around the airport with that. Yeah. This thing is very small. It's a little heavy for what it is. But it's also because it's made of metal. Like, there, this is, I think, an all-metal casing. I'm pretty sure. It's mm. very sturdy feeling. You're afraid that if you drop it, you'll dent the shit out of it. So I've yet to drop it, fingers crossed so far, knock on whatever this material is. Um, Dan, MDF? what's new? What's, <laughs> yeah, maybe, probably. What's new, Dan? What's It's been a minute, as the kids uh, say. I've been doing a lot of works. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um... I got my, I just the other day, I got my replacement VR headset. Remember the other one was broke? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that finally came in. Does it actually so work? So I haven't had a chance to set it up yet. Okay. I hope so. I swear <laughs> to fucking God. It's not. I'm burning them to the ground. Um, That's fair. Well, I, I, I forgot I bought um, Cooking Simulator VR, so I'm so going to have to play the fuck out of that. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I need, I need to get Caden to play Half-Life Alex again. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember playing it because I mentioned that, and I'm like, "You should, you need to, you need to play Half Life Alex again." He's like, "I've played it." I'm like, "Yeah, when you were like three, that's so." And you funny. made it as far as you had to move a zombie guy, and it scared you, and you didn't want to do it. I think now he would think it's cool, but yeah, then, yeah. being that close to what looks like a dead body, he, uh-huh. his his little three year old mind was not ready for it. No, no, because uh-uh. you have to move them out of the window in order to climb in through the window kid memories are so weird the shit right? that the, like the, they will hold on to like subconsciously they hold on to a lot but <laughs> like consciously so much of it is out is out the window whereas for mm-hmm. me while things do drop off like i still over you know five six seven years ago i've got a fair memory of some of those things but it's just weird how your brain does yeah that. but um weird. so i got that mm-hmm. um i've been just working a shit ton mm-hmm. um and and the AC's still working, so that's oh, a good. big plus. Thank Christ. I just got I just got an email saying it's time for them to do my maintenance. I'm like, you just did, and that's how everything <laughs> broke. No, no. touchy. Oh um, my god. Oh, we had to get Skeeter back on Gabapentin because she started twitching out again. Okay. And it's helped her a lot, actually. Okay. Poor girl. I think she's got I think she's got some nerve damage from oh. her FIP. Oh, okay. Because she had neurological FIP. Okay. Oh. Well, at least there's some medicine that will help. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Chris, one of Christy's friends has already filled up paperwork to adopt one of the kittens. Oh. Um, she's trying to convince her boyfriend to adopt two of them together. Uh-huh. She, they already have three cats, I think. Oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like she's adopting a single cat and being like, well, maybe I should get two. No, she's already yeah, got yeah. three. Uh-huh. But she... Uh-huh. Wants the other. She wants both of them. But she fell in love with Echo. If it was a big, it's a big fluffy orange one. If not for the cost, litter boxes, and the inevitability of five dead animals breaking my heart, I could do five. <laughs> five I could handle, but it would be a lot. 
I only know I could handle it because I grew up with 13. But then again, I didn't have to take, not 13 at one time, but like five or six at a time, which is overwhelming. Well, for a period of time, we had six ourselves. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Um, but the only reason why we adopted Skeeter and Shuri is because mm-hmm. I knew that Goob and Lamp were nearing mm-hmm. the end of their lives. Sure, so, sure. I'm like, let's let's break these two in. Goob so, lasted a lot longer than I expected, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor little guy. He He's lived to be 15. Damn. All right. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, uh. So now we're down to four, but then Christy and Caden are with us with their two. So. <laughs> right, right. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! And they're all pretty young. Uh, well, I, did, I didn't think about it, but uh, Dee Dee and Louise were born in 2017, so they're both five years old now already. Okay, that's crazy. Oh yeah, huh? I guess because like, been a lot of cats born while we had this podcast. It's mm-hmm. really funny. It's pretty cute. Um, all of these guys. Um, I did buy Louise. Louise is going outside again. Mm-hmm. She got back to like normal weight and everything, and she was being an asshole to everyone. Mm-hmm. She is mm-hmm. just, she's an outdoor fucking cat. There's okay. nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got I got new collars because hers was really, really frayed anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's got nice reflectors on it. Um, but then I bought a thing called a bite tag. Okay. Which, uh, interestingly enough, TikTok started advertising to me. Uh, but I had never posted anything about our cat being missing on TikTok. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, uh, what it does is that it's got a, it's got an URL and a QR code mm-hmm. on the, on this waterproof UV light protected, mm-hmm. um, collar piece. And if someone either goes to the URL or scans the QR code, goes to the URL, mm-hmm. um, it gives them all the information on your cat, and you can have all sorts of information on there. It's got basically they've got their own little one-page web page kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also an option on there for them to to notify the owner they found your cat, okay. and it will send them the GPS coordinates of where you scanned it from. Amazing. Okay. So you can see exactly where they are. That's fucking great. Um, so I got one of those. It was, it was on sale for like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. It's normally like forty or fifty, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that, That's and like, good. yeah, because it has on there like, are they good with kids? Are they good with dogs? Are they good with cats? Mm-hmm. All right, you know, when, what's their rabies ID number? What's their tag? Like their microchip ID oh, sure. number? Yeah, things yeah. like that. All that can be on there. Your address, phone numbers, mm-hmm. all that can be on that page with just a scan. Okay, That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the collars I got also have, you know, those little capsule things. Mm-hmm. So I got a collar with that, too, so that it has, like, a piece of paper in there for oh. our, our basic information for someone who might not understand what the bite tag is. Honestly, if Nextdoor had their shit together and they wanted to start marketing stuff, that would be the kind of thing they'd want to market. Like, like get involved in, like, branding. That's, because... one of the, that's actually one of the big things they push is yep. that it's a there's a community behind it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can be like... I lost my cat, and anyone in the neighborhood will get a notification on their bite tag saying, mm-hmm. hey, this cat's missing. Yeah. Smart. I guess I went around the other day looking. Somebody had a cat missing. It didn't help that it looked a lot like lamp, so, like, it broke yeah. my heart. So I'm like, oh, where's this cat? Where's this? So I walked around a block, uh, you know, a couple block radius, hoping, but I'm like, I'm not going to find which I didn't. Uh, it was the – oh, I didn't I, – I, I don't think this had happened last time we spoke. Uh, so I've mentioned that we have squirrels in the fucking attic a lot. Yeah. 
the people that. the people who've been uh, thank God humane trapping right we wouldn't have done anything else but humane trapping them have been really dropping the fucking ball and like they left the traps up for a while weren't coming back to check on them properly and then we were in here because of the COVID situation and our neighbors are like hey um, there's a squirrel there one of the traps has fallen off your roof which by the way bad placement whatever and there's a squirrel's been in there for three days we've been trying to give it water and food uh, and I'm like what the fuck so. I had to go out there one night, and you know me, I'm a softie, mm-hmm. so it was breaking my heart the whole time, and I'm like, huh. so I opened, I didn't know how to open a have a heart, but I opened it, I got it open, I'm like, okay, buddy, you can move if you're still alive, I'm thinking, and like, I got it full vertical, and it was just still clinging, I thought, I was like, oh god, it's dead, but I sh- shook it a little, and it's like, you could see it moving a little, so I knew it was still alive, so I had to like, shake it until it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, Okay, okay, and it eventually, but it stayed right there. It was so scared, it stayed with me. I was like, are you still, and I pet it to see if it was still alive, and it was still alive. It was just like so scared, it was letting a human being pet it. Eventually gave it water and like a ton of like seed and stuff to eat and like kept checking on it, and I'd come back out, still there, still there, but then at once it was gone, which I can hope means ran away with enough energy, you know, like finally stopped freaking out or didn't get it just entered the circle of life sure yes right that's what happens yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping the little guy got away um you know but i'm sure it did you probably just had to that was i did nothing else for the rest of the night because i can't face death because why would i want to it's terrible Mm -hmm. and like again hope that little squirrel's okay um there's so many around here just so many but that's so shitty and irresponsible I don't even know if they come back to try and get their trap because they wouldn't find it. I put it on our porch. Like, uh, it's just like, and they want to charge us. They charge every time they unload the trap. They take them somewhere else, which is like, I hope they actually do and don't just throw them into an incinerator. You know, that's my fear. And then like, oh, and they still haven't come back to bung up the holes and fix the holes that are that are our problems. So it's like, what are we paying you for? What's your deal? Not a whole hell of a lot. No, no, no. That's the, Yeah. And honestly, this is a useless attic. It, there's nothing stored up there. Um, mm-hmm. My late father-in-law put insulation, you know, a few years before he passed away, put those up there. Put that up there. You could use it during the winter maybe for something if you decided you wanted to like. But it's it's like, it's maybe this much of a, it's not, a, you know, it's a crawl space basically that runs the length of the house. But yeah, that's yeah. basically what our attic is too. Oh, you have one there? Okay. Yep. Yeah, we I reach don't... it from inside the garage, and I have, I've peeked up there once. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's just again because there's no floor or anything; it's mm-hmm. just all insulation. Yeah, right. I don't. I I would put I would put a floor, and I guess use it for storage. But it gets hot enough here. It's like, what would I store up there that wouldn't get ruined in, you know, what will be a hundred plus degree heat in the worst Christmas parts tree of decorations. I've thought about it, you know. I've that's thought pretty about much that. what that's kind of. That's what that's for. <laughs> that's your Christmas tree decoration location. That's basically yeah. all it's for, except for some of them, which are definitely old nineteen fifties candles that will then mm-hmm. be a puddle. If I those yeah. probably would not work up there. No, no. no. <laughs> the, um, yeah. When uh, <laughs> we were going through Christie's storage shed mm-hmm. or her like pod, uh-huh. um, she got candle making supplies. Uh-huh. And leaked everywhere because they've oh, been out no. in the driveway in a metal box in oh, 120 no. degree weather. Oh no! <laughs> Jesus Just in a cardboard Christ. box. <laughs> Hi everybody, it's Jay. 
One of this week's sponsors is Tula Mics. If you go to tulamics.com, that's T-U-L-A-M-I-C-S.com, you can find uh, the microphone that I'm speaking into right now and reading you this ad uh, into. It is a great combination of USB microphone and a portable recorder. I am right now using it in portable recorder mode. It's got built-in 8 gigs of storage. The model I have is red. They have some other really nice-looking colors as well. It's got this kind of classic look comes with a nice hard metal stand that you can place it on, and it also has an adapter, a uh, 5 8 inch adapter, that you can hook onto a regular mic stand and have it function as your podcasting mic, your gaming mic, whatever. And uh, right now, it's got, a, it's got a live monitor when you uh, record on it as well, including when you record on it as a um, portable recorder, which is what I'm doing now. So thank you to Tula Mics for sponsoring us this week and next week. And uh, go to tulamics.com, T-U-L-A-M-I-C-S, com to check out more. Everybody, hi, it's Jason. This week's episode of Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour is brought to you by LatheCuts.com. If you're a band, a songwriter, a comedian, a spoken word artist, just some weirdo who needs a vinyl record but doesn't want to wait a year or to have to order a thousand or more copies, the place for you is LatheCuts.com. That's L-A-T-H-E-C-U-T-S dot com. They do short-run records in quantities as low as 20, which is insane, and they can turn them around in four to six weeks or less. More insane. If you mention Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, you will get a 10% overrun for free. Incredibly generous of them, especially considering, again, that they can do such limited quantities for you. They can turn them around so fast. Uh, they're also the people uh, responsible for uh, helping us, not just helping us, they really, they're the ones who created the smallest comedy record in history with us, uh, which you might remember from a few years back. They created a custom record, an inch and a half in diameter. They created uh, a custom plinth to play it on. It's, it's a world record, and it's, it was one of the greatest experiences ever. We're working with them on another project right now. So go to lathecuts.com. That's L-A-T-H-E-C-U-T-S.com. Mention Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, and you'll get a 10% overrun for free. That's sure. actually the... I feel like that's the riskiest part is family because they... Yes. They, yeah. they just feel like, well, we're family. How could I make you sick? <laughs> I know. that. By the way, that came up so many times. Never said out loud like that, but you know that's what people are thinking. You know yeah. people are thinking yeah. that. It's like, okay. Yes. Like, no, we're family. I would never make you sick. <laughs> you don't have a whole lot of say over that. <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it in people's voices. Like, they think that intent matters in, <laughs> when it comes to disease. COVID doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> disease doesn't care. <laughs> Oh man. oh man, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I must have spilled a little bit of polio on you. That's on me. That's my fault. I was I I only intend that for my enemies. So I used my time while it was vacation and not COVID recovery to like uh-huh. oh there's a couple like I got two or three little things done that I wanted to do. I had a, I have another here I'll grab oh, well it doesn't matter. I have another an extra WNYX mug from the show. Uh, but it was given to me with a broken handle. Um, but I bought this like aquarium glue, this is silicone okay. that is supposed okay. to be food safe. So I glued that up. That makes up. sense, yeah, because it's it, it's breathable by fish. You should yeah. be able to drink exactly. And then uh, two years ago for Christmas, no, oh God, no, it's 2019. Yeah, so two plus years, I bought for my wife a nice handmade uh, teapot and proceeded. Uh, a month later to break the handle off by accident like uh-huh. it fell in the sink and just clunk uh, and so it's been waiting two years so i finally fixed that i don't know 
it probably is strong enough to lift up, up by, but obviously we'll be safe with it. The other thing I did besides that was like I had bought some um, uh, clear, it's not Lucite. I always want to call it Lucite. Uh, resin, clear resin. Yeah. I don't know if I showed you this or not. Well, you probably can't see it from here. Uh, 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 can you tell what that is? It's a peanut. It is a peanut. It is a peanut. This, I saved this peanut from the first or second showing of the Princess Bride, a drinking game. And I thought it would be very fun. I, I, I was looking through my stuff. I'm like, oh God, I still have a peanut. I knew I, I for a while I was holding on to some marshmallows from the first Ghostbusters <laughs> show, some other stuff. And I'm like, oh no, I still have what is probably on the, the inside of this is probably frightening. It is probably uh -huh. a, a moldy gentleman, but I now, this is now my memento my, my everlasting memento to a drinking game. So I was doing that. And uh, I also was doing, I did, I had a little leftover project and I was like, oh, you know what? I could use this for this thing and I want it to be yellow. So what do I have that's yellow? Oh, turmeric. Well, I threw turmeric and mm. it turned blood red. Turmeric, oh. when it mixes with this, turns blood red. It must have like um, a slight chemical reaction, like a pH thing or something. Uh-huh. And I've seen other people said if you cook it a certain way, maybe it does that too. But like for the most part, it turns shit bright, like a brilliant, like orangey yellow and nothing like that. But yeah, it turned it blood red and it had some chunks of powder left in it. So it looked like <laughs> gross blood <laughs> from your body. It was kind of nice. cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, I did buy some new things for my 3D printer. Ooh, what'd you do? Um, they just came two days ago. I haven't mm -hmm. had a chance to play with them yet. But, mm -hmm. um, well, one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to get, because when I was making one of Caden's, I was trying to print this uh, Pokemon for Caden, and it kept uh -huh. fucking up. And one time I ran it, and while I cleaned out the reservoir, mm -hmm. I forgot to clean off the um, the bed. Oh, okay. So... What had happened is it had fallen off of all of the supports. So it was just oh, supports. Oh, shit. So okay. basically, it's a, just a bunch of shards of plastic that I then said, go ahead and go down as low as you can into the printer. Okay. Okay. Um, it didn't injure the screen at all, luckily. Mm -hmm. But it did, because I caught it in time, but it did yeah. put a lot of dents into the plastic film. The, the, the FEP is what they call it, the FEP. Uh -huh. Sure. Um, and so fep, I've fep, been fep. printing the way it is. It's been working, but I mm -hmm. know that I'm probably have running into some quality issues because obviously it's not a perfectly smooth layer anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it's indented in several locations. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was looking to see how much would it be to buy replacement FEP. Uh -huh. So you can just buy the plastic, but then you have to put it on, and you have to cut it, and you have to tighten it. It's like doing a drum almost. Okay. Like you have to okay. do it tight, right? Wow. All right. Um, but uh, Anycubic did sell some replacement FEP screens already on the thing. Okay. Um, but and that was only twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. But it was coming from China, and it was an additional twenty bucks for shipping, <laughs> oh, okay. and it was going to take six weeks to get here. Oh my god. Okay. So I'm like yeah. forty bucks. It was two of them. I'm like. <sighs> so then I looked around because I Chase had told me about this one thing, and I found that fits in my printer. Uh, uh, actual metal um, uh, bed mm -hmm. or, or tray, I should say, resin tray um, with silicon lids. Okay. And so two of them was 40 bucks free shipping, uh, two-day delivery. Okay. <laughs> I'm well, like, okay, I think I know what I'm going to do then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the benefit of that is that if, I'm wanna, if I've got a couple things I'm printing, mm -hmm. 
I can have like red in one and green in the other. Yeah. And I can just swap between them and then just put the covers on it. And it comes with two covers, one that protects the screen, the mm-hmm. FEP, mm-hmm. and the other side that goes on the top. And it's also got the, the, the FEP on those are removable like with the frame. So you mm. can just get a pre-framed one to replace okay. them if you need to. That's smart. And then I got some for 20 bucks. I got a, like a five pack of screen protectors because I still hadn't bought any of those mm-hmm. to actually keep the screen from getting scratched sure so i now i need to go back to trying to print um meowrathon things for the participants i've been meaning to i've been meaning to print those but i'm like i think part of the reason why i'm running into issues is probably because Mm -hmm. the fp's fucked up so yeah let me try a fresh clean one so so what are what are what were some of the awards for that oh i just um this is for anyone who participates i made a little medallion oh okay yeah. Dope. It just has it has the, the Meowrathon logo and the year on it. Okay. I need to figure out what to do with mine still. My one from last year. Because it's, it's, it is still a keychain, but if I put something on a keychain, it will get lost or destroyed. Mm-hmm. So I've got to figure out yeah. what to mount it on something. You can't see it, but I have mine hanging up behind me. Yeah, Here I could also just are. do that. I could just hang it up. Like, I have, I just, like, I've got mementos. I have boxes labeled mementos that I made those boxes back in L.A. See, and I'm if like, I do this, what do I do all of that? a sudden it magically appears. Ooh, look at that. Beautiful. But you can see what I do with mementos. I wait for, like, a year, and then I finally put, I think I bought this six months ago. I bought all yeah. this, and I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> to put a peanut in resin. Yeah, I haven't, um... Excuse me. I haven't sent the prizes out yet because the majority of the people who won something was mm-hmm. also, were also a participant. Mm-hmm. And so I'd just rather be able to send a single package. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. That makes sense. I, uh, Dan, what is, your, what is your nostalgia level for uh, the Karate Kid films? When did you first see them as a kid? Did you like them? Do you still like them? I saw them... Was it at Williams House I saw it? I don't have very much nostalgia for it, to be okay. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it wasn't one of the things I watched a lot as a kid or anything. Yeah. I think that's it, right? Like, it's got to be a thing you watched a ton and wanted to watch a ton. Either, mm-hmm. like, Wayne's World, I think, was just by, it was abused into me that I would, I loved it. But, I mean, Mike watched it a lot. And I that one, and Back to the Future, I just actively watched a lot. Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. I watched a lot whenever I would stay home. You introduced sick. me to Ferris Bueller. Did I really? Yeah. That's funny. And like that was one of the. God, that came out in 86, and I moved here in 88. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because I remember oh, kids man, talking was, about they it. Oh, man, mm-hmm. there was a whole uh, Reddit thing for a, a little while where people were talking about underrated like sci fi movies from the 80s. Mm hmm. And they're like, or or little known, obscure ones. And they talked about Enemy Mine. And I'm like, oh, sure. oh my God, that's one I actually did watch a lot as a yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I didn't. They talked but... about Starfighter 2. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, that's where I learned to whistle. <laughs> really? <laughs> At the end of the movie, in the movie theater, while yeah. the credits started going, all of a sudden, I just, I don't know if I'd been <laughs> trying or what, but I just started whistling. That's how I learned. I learned to whistle during the end credits of Last Starfighter. <laughs> That's amazing. That is fucking great. I love that. <laughs> I don't think I saw that until I don't know if you showed it to me, but it was I only a few years ago. And I, I, Enemy Mine, I had definitely seen. Didn't grow up with. I don't. Maybe you showed that to me too, because I, I might have shown that to you. I think it. I think what it was is, is that they showed it a lot during one of those like free Cinemax or HBO like oh, yeah. weeks that they always did. Sure. 
And they, they always had like certain movies they showed a lot during that period to try mm-hmm. to entice you into ordering yeah. it. Yeah. And I think Enemy Mine was one of them. But it's that's great, great because a total like it's a scene from Futurama that a lot of people might not get the reference to. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? Uh, Cause I love when Enemy Fry Mine, but... drinks the um, the king and he's still alive, and then he has to do this reading of all the names. Uh huh. In Enemy Mine, that is a um, a rite of passage to adulthood for the alien child that he's raising. Uh huh. Is they have to name the bloodline all the way back. And oh, so okay. he worked with Grig to memorize that while he while Grig was pregnant and stuff. Oh, that's because right. Grig, okay, because they die in childbirth. That's amazing. <laughs> I did not and remember so, that. Okay, yeah, and so he ends up going and bringing the kid um, to back to his home planet and doing this this rite of passage for it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, now that it's obviously been a while since I've seen it's that all because... about fucking racism, man. Yeah, it's good shit. In different cultures. The reason I ask about Karate Kid is I am the same way. I remember I had to have seen it late 80s because, again, I moved Mm -hmm. here and I didn't see shit in Germany except for a few things. Literally, I think the first movie I saw in theaters was Song of the South because they ran (laughs) old movies at this place in Germany. Uh, And I remember watching it and loving it. Et cetera, et cetera. Don't blame me. Look, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. (laughs) Contextually, there's some problems. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. It is a well-told story. That's the way to say it. it is a well-told cinematic story. Um, so yeah, Karate Kid. I liked it, and I always thought it was fun. But I did not. I don't have Back to the Future level nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. But I did start start watching because I, I'm mostly on my own and just mostly writing Cobra my Kai. book. I started watching Cobra Kai, and it is so good. <laughs> It's really good. And it is one of those things where, like, it hits you with some stuff. I'm like, is this nostalgia? And I'm like, it is, but it is for sure, like, it's mostly 80s nostalgia because the show is told and scored in the most 80s way. Every other episode, there's a giant fight. There's fights in every episode, but every other okay. episode, there's a giant fight. Every fourth or fifth episode there's like a everybody gets together moment and like you know you're supposed to be very excited for one group or another and Uh it is uh i watched all five seasons uh Uh it is a soap opera and it's great it's honestly very good and the main character i i had to look it up because i'm like have they gone skiing yet no they have oh my god i wouldn't (laughs) be surprised because it is (laughs) self-aware without winking i appreciate Uh that it it knows what it is but it isn't like well it's too bad you're not blah 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 that's some weird reference to their real life you know they don't pull that horse shit they get this close but they don't do it um but like the lead is the bad guy from the movies the bad kid like the one who loses against yeah i remember and he's uh he's um very anti-pc piece of shit and i've seen people be like oh this this show's so great because it's anti-woke it's like you're not paying attention yeah you aren't listening you aren't hearing them you're listening but you are not hearing you are not you are supposed to root for him to change which he does slowly and it's he's never going to get like a ton better but he becomes he 
he's the protagonist for a reason because he's going to change not because this guy who's an alcoholic living on his own and who's destroyed his own life by the way all the things are there to tell you he's not like he's not living up to his fullest potential (laughs) exactly like it's all right there (laughs) and it's like oh god people just misreading it but it's like i don't know it's a really sweet show and it's a very fun show and i'm i did that thing where i binged the whole thing not knowing the reason i'd seen ads for it is that the new season had come out just this week Uh. so that's why I'm like, oh, maybe I'll finally give it a shot. Well, yeah, Christy, then. Christy has just started the most recent season of Handmaid's okay. Tale because it just came out. Oh God! I and I have, I've seen I saw the first episode, yeah. and then I haven't really seen any of it. Yeah. And yeah. now, then, then I was just in the living room petting kittens while she was watching this, and I'm like, wow, shit went down, didn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not, not caught up since the first season, and it is a lot to take. I'm like, oh. It is not as uh, lighthearted as... Uh, She's not as of Fred as she once was, that's for sure. Uh-huh. No, for sure. <laughs> that that uh, She had just watched that episode, I guess. Or okay. that was the end of the last season. Okay. And then this is she was literally just watching the first episode. Like, she had okay. just started the first episode of this most recent season. They're handing everyone guns. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that took a turn from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Uh, a and I watched the first episode of She-Hulk. Oh yeah, that was good. I enjoyed it. Super good, super it's good. Really um, the 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 comics were always like people are, were bitching about how she talks to the audience in the show. Oh come on! And this is another one of those. Oh okay, so you're gonna be the kind of person who bitches about how they're not like the comics and then uh-huh. didn't actually read the comics because yeah, yeah. she's she did fourth wall breaking before Deadpool. Yeah. So thanks. That's thanks guys. What she does. By the way, I'm uh, hoping this is how they bring Deadpool into the MCU is with it. Mm, really that would tie hoping. together I'm super really well, right? It's um, but I just I just love how she they they're totally using this as as a way to fill in some of the plot hole gaps for uh-huh. funsies uh-huh. and to call out some of the fan theories. Yep. Because she's got the whole thing about the 90-year-old virgin that is Steve Rogers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was a that. whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. <laughs> Steve Rogers. I just love the <laughs> end of it too. I love. I know that's such a good end of that episode. Like, uh, oh, gonna... I love it. Also, I love her. She is she's good so in everything. Good. And like, yeah. I don't. Oh, this is weird. We're getting a. Oh, we're getting a call. It doesn't say. It just it's anonymous. So I I, I have to answer it because we're getting a call. Okay. Um, uh, hello. Uh, yeah. Hi. I have to register a complaint, please. Uh, well, we're not the complaints department. Um, we can transfer Nope, you. nope, nope. I'm here to register a complaint. You guys are talking about the woke mistake that is She-Hulk Attorney at Law on the Disney Plus platform. I yes, am here to you complain. You know, I do have a problem with that title because Harvey Birdman did do that first. No, that fair. is not my complaint. That's, although that is a problem. That I feel is, like... Uh, oh. uh, that is fair. No, my complaint what? is that wokeism has gotten out of control because why does uh, this white woman have to suddenly become a green woman? So we have to represent all the colors of the rainbow. What's next? Asparagus for president? Doesn't, isn't she some... Uh, she's, she's not pure white, is she? I don't know, but um, I don't care. Also, oh, you so, haven't done the re- you haven't done the reading. Listen, that's not what's important. This is wokeism gone awry and amok as well. It's just like the Little Mermaid all over again, but before it. Okay, it's she turns green all of a sudden. It's because oh, representation matters, I suppose. Well, again, yeah. what's next? Asparagus for president? I mean, okay, uh, let's 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 ask this question. Uh huh. Yeah. What would be the problem with asparagus for president? Um, excuse me, but what would happen to all of our urine? 
Well, I don't think we've well, been eating the, only, the president. Well, only like 50% of the population can even smell that. Yeah, that's also true. That's this is this. Well, that's a lie. That's not true. Those aren't facts. Show me the book where that says that. Like I w- all of all of them. I I didn't read them. So look, uh, I don't gotcha. listen. So once again, let's just be clear. You what? didn't put in the work. I uh, I don't think it's my responsibility to put in the work. What is the responsibility of a Mr. Kevin Feige is that Mr. Kevin Feige should stop bowing and kowtowing to the Wokenista media and then uh, just putting it, shoving race in our face like it's important, like the green people. What's next? Asparagus for president? Look, you Once keep, again, you uh, keep leaning you, on this asparagus you? for president thing. Are you proposing that the vegetable asparagus be president? Look, I don't know how the presidency works. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. I just think it would be ridiculous if an asparagus was a president. Okay. I mean, I guess it would be ridiculous, but I don't okay. see how it also compares. Well, you compares. know what, though? If, if, if we're going to, if you're going to make that argument, then I say Archibald for president. Ar- uh, oh, 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 wait, uh, Archibald who? Archibald Asparagus from VeggieTales. Oh, you know, that's a good point. Why not? He can speak. Yeah, that's a good, you know what? I think asparagus for president, and he's probably Protestant, which most of the presidents have been, so it wouldn't be that big of a problem in terms of... Uh, actually, none of the veggies uh, are Christian. Excuse to me? To be clear. Wait, they're not? What are no, they? No, because um, the creator felt that it was inappropriate uh-huh. because they're not human. Vegetables can't have a personal relationship with God. This so sounds those... like wokeism gone amok to me. Oh, I see. So suddenly nobody can be a Christian anymore. I'm a vegetable and I can't be. Uh, oh, what's next? Asparagus is Muslim. He's obsessed with asparagus, this guy. I think, I mean, we could, you know, I think if we disconnect him while he's talking, he won't know the difference. I heard you, sir. I definitely heard you. And I have a problem with wokeism, wokenistas, and woke. Oh, okay. Thank God. All right. That'll probably keep him busy for another five minutes. Probably. I hope so. He was a problem. Does he not mm-hmm. understand that, like, she's, green is not a race. I don't think there are any people on, on planet Earth who are green. At least none that we know of. Yeah. I mean, and if there were, that'd be super dope. So I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I understand the complaint there. It's like if somebody's like, oh, also, like, what if people are, well, what's next? Do I get to marry my typewriter? I mean, I guess. Go ahead. If you want to, not an animal, that's a problem, but marry a typewriter if you want. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. People marry trees all the time. Yeah. Who's Weird hurting, hippies. I guess, really, at the end of the day. Exactly. Hurting? It's like necrophy. Nope, nope. Don't go to that well again. Not again. Not Gotta again. Stop drinking. Gotta stop drinking from that well, Jay. <laughs> Let people drink the red liquid. That's all I'm saying. Uh, don't. Don't let people do that. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, see, this is a problem with my OCD. When I first saw those things, I was like, all I could do is picture what it must taste like and think about my brain's <laughs> like, you have to drink it now. Mentally, you at least have to drink it. Like, oh, can't, can't do it. This has been a very weird episode, but at least we yeah. didn't get a visit from, I'm not going to say his name, but at least we didn't yeah, get a visit it. from him this week. Two weeks in a row. Can't, can't do it three weeks in a row, uh, episodes mm-hmm. in a row. Dan, go, man. Yeah. Um, what would you like the people to know about this week? What do you want to promote? Well, let's promote my Twitch channel, mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, visit uh, of Dyson Dents. Mm-hmm. Um, we have started a, a little side thing um, mm-hmm. because it's been hard to mm-hmm. get everyone together to do the main campaign. Mm-hmm. So we started a, a small thing called uh, of Dyson Den's side side quest. Oh, sweet! Um, and uh, I gave them permission to roll up characters that might be a little more 
uh, like more morally ambiguous than <laughs> our characters are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plan, and and I've got a, I've, I bought a, a a thing that's like five heists. Oh, okay. So that's we'll amazing. see. Um, this last, I'm about to release the first episode of the si- of the side quests, and um, it was probably one of the m- most interesting ways to introduce a group of characters because mm-hmm. um, the the pretense was that they've been doing. I, I, I said they've been doing basically like sticky bandit level crimes, <laughs> but in order to really move up in the crime world, they're going to have to move on with an organization. Okay. So it was a job interview. <laughs> and I looked up and got my 10 favorite job interview questions. <laughs> um, and so about an hour of this hour and a half is them doing that. I love um, it. And just uh, uh, Kimberly is, is uh, dusting off a character that she, made, she started playing in 4E named Pike, who's mm-hmm. a changeling rogue. Mm-hmm. And Aerie is playing her fairy cleric named Flerica, who is four inches tall. Uh-huh. Um, Josh uh, joined us as a half-orc um, who is a member of the city guard, but he plays both sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Jeff has his own, like, sea elf swashbuckler mm-hmm. um, character. Love it. Um, and just for an example of how the interview went... Um, the first question was, can you tell us more about yourself? And Aries, um, fairy went and knocked over their glass of mead. Mm-hmm. Her intent was to break it. So then she pushed it off. She rolled it off the table to break it and mm-hmm. then cast mending to show she knows how to do mending. Okay. And then the later question was, um, can you give us a challenge you've had in your life and how you resolved it? And her challenge was that she needed to break a glass, but she couldn't, <laughs> so she rolled it off the table because fairies have short memories and can only feel one emotion at a time. And at that point, she had determined she was also already really drunk. That's really funny. I love it. So it was, it was, and then the last half hour was basically Josh. There's a, he, he decided to roll to see if he recognized anyone mm-hmm. in the tavern. And I'm like, sure, go ahead, roll. And, I decided he did, mm-hmm. and uh, my mistake was saying, okay, you tell me who this character is, mm-hmm. and apparently it is a person who has been arrested multiple times who has never committed a crime, mm-hmm. and he was arrested multiple times because of Josh's character, <laughs> and so the last half hour is basically Josh's character taking him to jail again <laughs> for underage drinking uh-huh. because one of the people around him said that he was a minor uh-huh. working in the mines. Uh-huh. So now he's running him in for underage drinks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it. I want to play a game with Josh. I really do. Obviously, mm-hmm. once that's a possibility. I love that. That's very good. So check oh. that out at Dysondens. No. ODNDpodcast.com? com. And where The thing about the podcasts? side quests that might mm-hmm. be handy, too, is that we might be able to do a little drop in, drop out because mm-hmm. it's an organization. Sure. It's going to be very episodic for the most part. Uh-huh. And, you know, characters can come and go. So. Mm-hmm. probably get you in there uh i would love to come in as uh he's gonna sound like jason statham whatever he is it doesn't matter <laughs> nice i just want him to be like i don't know it's like a lock stock and two smoking barrels slash oceans 11 something well, or other i'll send you the uh, or actually the invite link is in the side quests discord feel oh, free okay. to go in there uh-huh. the character creator is 
is super easy through D and D Beyond. Okay, sweet. So make 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 someone level three. Just yeah, do right. it. I'll do it. That'll be fun. Um, we'll, we'll squeak you in somewhere. We technically haven't even started the actual really funny. thing yet. So <laughs> I I think I should hop in in the middle of the game, but you tell me when so that mm-hmm. nobody knows somebody else is coming in so that I'm almost an NPC, but not quite. Oh, but man. You have an idea. I know none of them are listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the place they're going is being guarded by some thugs. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally make you one of the thugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one good. of them, because the thing is, one of them is in the vault sleeping. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I love it. So much potential. All right. We'll, we'll have to see where that goes. Yay. Dan, where else can they find you, though? Oh, uh, but go ahead and visit my <laughs> link tree at linktr.ee slash D-G-O-M-I, and you'll find all the things there. Yay. Uh, jasonklom.com j-a-s-o-n-k-l-a-m-m.com linktr.ee forward slash jasonklom I think also uh, go to stolendress.com that's where all our podcasts are go to celerysoundrecords.com there's stuff up there that people are still buying every once in a while uh, mm. inexplicably uh, not usually our stuff but that's fine but our records are up there the ones that you can purchase uh, my blu-ray of my movie is up there and also in a few, not weeks, but a few months, that next project that we're working on will be up there as well. It nice, will be nice, a limited nice. edition thing that will be Is it going to be numbered? Complicated. Uh, I guess we probably should number them. I can't, ex- literally, like if I told you what it was right now, totally gives it away. And it, it's, it's, it is a, I'll just say this. You know how a lot of the things we'll do are single joke gags, like one level gags. That's what this record is. It is a <laughs> one level gag, um, but it's a real thing. But it is a thing that I think people should purchase because uh, most of the money's not really going to be going to me. It's going to be going to the artist. Um, so I think you guys will enjoy that. Um, yeah, Dan, what would you like to leave the people with? That's that's our next question. Um. Oh, geez. Um, don't let kittens claw your eyes because then you have to find an optometrist on a Sunday. Oh, no. Did you get who got I their eyes scratched? Christy who? did. Oh, no. Is she, she all right? She couldn't even keep her eye open. <gasps> oh, they put no. not, they, she has to go to a re, like an actual doctor Was it her tomorrow. Did yeah. It, oh, no. But uh, they, they gave her numbing drops because she couldn't, she couldn't keep her eye open. And oh you know, have God. the whole thing where when you have like the one, like you can't just do the one eye. So you end yeah. up having to close both eyes. Uh huh. But wow, Costco was literally the only place open on Sunday. Oh my God! And this was the first weekend they opened on Sunday. Oh wow! Okay, that's luck. Holy yeah. shit! I just I did a search on Google for eye care Boise open now, and Costco was the only thing that came up. I think the cornea is like pretty resilient, but still not. It's not the it's first gonna time. Hurt. Caden, it's gonna hurt. Oh no! Her eye when oh he was no! A kid at one point. I mean, yeah. I've had it happen once, and like it, it was a big, felt like a big scratch. And fortunately, was not actually didn't cause any damage, but I had to go to the doctor just in case. You got it, like you got to make sure. That's insane. Um, I'm gonna leave everybody with um, stop complaining about pop culture skin color, <laughs> like. What, what are you doing? <laughs> it's it's a fun thing we're supposed to enjoy, and more people can enjoy it in a different way now. You 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 still have plenty of white people to enjoy yeah, it. Here's, here's the fact. Go I watch Game wanna, of I just want to throw this out here. Yeah. The old Little Mermaid's still there. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. If and, it's really uh, such a problem. And if you're desperate, 
Go watch the old Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. <laughs> There's no people of color in there if you really, really need to complain about the facts of, of quote unquote, facts of it. Oh, that wasn't Although, a fun um, thing shit. to leave people uh, with. What's, yes. his, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shit. He's in like um, all the those dumb British shows, but he's in What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. who talks like this all the time. Sure, Matt Barry. Mm-hmm. Matt Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone said that Matt Barry would make the perfect Tom Bombadil. Oh, I don't even know Tom Bombadil well uh, enough. Let me find it because for... there's one phrase. Someone, someone posted one part from the book, and <laughs> I could not not read it in Matt Barry's voice. Oh, there's this one guy on Twitter who does a perfect Matt Barry impression, and it's annoying. I wish I had it down. It's so uh, very let's good. Let's see here. Images. Dan's going to send me something. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Whoa, whoa. Steady there. Now, my little fellows. Where you? Where be you a going, puffing like bellows? What's the matter with you? Do you know who I am? I am Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I love that so much. Well, I'll also leave you with um, the sound, the, the most beautiful sound in the world, as I was once asked um, by uh, James uh, Lipton, uh, reading from his questionnaire by Bernard Pivot. He said, what is your favorite sound in the world? And I said, Bill Pullman's man's laughter. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. The Silver Jubilee theme song was composed and performed by Nick Robes, with lyrics by Jason Klom. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 747-248-6687. That's R-I-P-2-Humor with a U. Subscribe to Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you can find us. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at DJC Hour and Instagram at Dan and Jay Comedy. Or find everything in one place at danandjay.com. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Goodbye, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!